Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, we got an emergency podcast. Just a short one here. Uh, I'm sitting here with Jared Jerome, who I just sat next to. Uh, for two hours at a basketball, more than that, actually, from standing in line until the game was over, like four hours, five hours, something like that. Uh, Jared, uh, give me your immediate takeaway from that game, which, uh, by the way, we're talking about the number one ranked in Division Three, Yeshiva uh, Maccabees, uh, losing 59 to 73 to the number four ranked Illinois Wesleyan University. Yeah, of, of course, everybody would know that's the exact game around the country we'd be talking mm-hmm. about. Yes, of course. It's funny, as we were walking out of the game, you know, like I, it was like an intense game and was really, you know, into it and everybody was talking about it and everything. And like the first thing I said, Alex was like, so where, where, where's the podcast I could listen to now analyzing and breaking down the game? Well, then I know I would have to listen to myself breaking down the game. That's the only podcast you're going to find, I guess. Oh, they do have some. I think a couple of them have cropped up, right? In fact, the guy yeah. behind us. I don't know if you know that, but the guy behind us was the guy who was on. Yeah, I listened to him actually already. Yeah, he did yeah. live right after the game. Yeah, not Tom. Right. Oh, you mean like tonight? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you actually did find someone. Yeah, and I was listening to it for the last for the last like forty five minutes. Yeah. Right. Oh, cool. I, I agree with some of their takes. I disagree with some of their takes. Yeah. Now, so, I mean, uh, you were... no, actually, ahead. let's get to the big headline of the late breaking news after the game, which is that their next game is canceled. Oh, I didn't even know that. But so they were supposed to play number seventeen Williams on Sunday. Big chance for a bounce back. And, you know, the, you know, the big question coming out of this game is, well, where will number one ranked Yeshiva be ranked? Where will they drop to? And, um, you know, lose this game. They lost by 14, but really it was more than that. 14 is the closest they were uh, within um, Illinois Wesleyan in the last three quarters of the game. Um, right. But then if you beat number 17, Williams, you know, especially if you beat them handily, you know, you'll still probably be in the top 10, hopefully something like that. Um now this is the only game they have until for basically a month. So I'm afraid that they're going to fall. I mean, I don't know. Do you think they stay in the top 20? Right. So you, before I get to that, you're, you're, and I'm not an expert on division three basketball. This is yeah. the first like foray into the topic of mine. So I don't know. Uh, like, okay. How well, you've been, very, you've been very active in a chat. And, well, you know, I'm very, well, uh, well, I love basketball and I've yeah. watched all the YU games and I know the team like the back of my hand and I know all the nuances of the team and the style and everything like that. But I'm just saying, I don't have like a good sense of the broader scale of how these things work. But to answer the question, like it's not really important to me, like where they rank in the top 25. So as listeners, if you, if the listeners of the podcast, listen to the previous podcast talking about, you know, previewing this game, it's getting full coverage here at 32 fans. Um, you know, like, you know, the team is on a 50 game winning streak. So if a team is on a 50 game winning streak, the goal is to win a national championship. The goal is to continue the winning streak for as long mm-hmm. as possible. Now that's winning streak, streak has spanned over three years, you know, like a miniature year last year with the COVID shortened year. And then 
as Akiva said in the last podcast, they they lost the first game two years ago, then won their last 27. But hold on a second. In order to win the national championship, you have to make the conference. Uh, You have to make the tournament, excuse me. And unless they win their conference tournament, which they probably will be favored in all those games. But if they were to lose after this loss today, unless the Williams game is made up, I don't think they would be. I don't think they would make the conference as as an at large bid. So I so let, I wait. I want to I want to wait to talk about that in a second because okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. But to me, so yeah. So we're, we're putting. I'm putting the card ahead. So let me just review for the people that don't know. So they won. Tw- they won their last 27 games in the year that led into COVID, which then canceled the tournament. They won their. So they were in the NCAA tournament, the NCAA Division Three tournament. They won their first round game and their second round game by like over 20 both games they blew the teams out i think they scored over 100 in both games it's like a crazy yeah. dynamic offense also and can we can we acknowledge team, that this team is better is not as good as that team that's my opinion uh I think people disagree a, with me you, people you could, disagree with me. I mean, you could argue that Ter- you could argue that terrell is better and i certainly hope that he would be you know their best player the supposedly best player in the country um but, right. but lifer is significantly worse Agreed. Lifer was he's, Lifer he's was an unquestioned first team All American two years ago. Right. So yeah, I mean, this gets, gets into the real nitty gritty of the rosters and whatever. So, I, but yeah, you, I, I agree with you. But most of the people in, in a little bit of a ch- in a chat we have on the topic were kind of disagreeing with me. So they said it's a clo- it's a, it's a debate because some guys have gotten better from that team over two years, but they lost like a superstar they had in that team that they didn't really replace. Well, but, they replaced him with his brother, but his brother's good, but not as good. no. But but his brother was on that team, and his brother Correct. was good on that team. So True. whatever we can get involved. In so his brother's not really replacing. Really, you could say. Is it? I mean, so Ofek Reef was supposed to be like their third star, basically, and, and he was even. I mean, he did absolutely nothing tonight. He barely played. Right. So again, so we'll, we'll, one thing at a time. So let me so just to catch up. So so like I said, they won the last twenty-seven games that year. They they won the two tournament games. It got canceled. So they ne- ne- never lost. The next year was last year was like a fake year or whatever. I didn't even pay really pay any attention to it because there was no light at the end of the tunnel for anybody. They just scheduled seven random games against teams that were also trying to play games because it was nothing official. It was going to be no tournament. They won all seven games. Games, and then they won the first 14 games, I think, of this year. If that equals 50, then my numbers are correct. Yep. Now, most of the games are against poor teams, but that's not YU's fault. It yeah. just happens to be that the, that the conference that they're in is very weak, and therefore most of the games they play are relatively easy, certainly for them. Now, as you guys talked about last time, that wasn't always the case. They were the bottom feeders of the bad conference for the last 50 years, you know, leading up till three years ago. But now they're much better than all than than all of those teams and they beat them by a lot. Okay. So where does that bring us? That brought us to this game against a team in a powerhouse conference in Illinois. And basically every team this game plays against its conference foes is usually like a close game. Now they're arguably the best team in the conference, but you know, like you'll get in the sec or the big East or the ACC, the games are relatively close. Yeah. Duke might blow out Maryland one game, but generally speaking, the games are 10, 12, point games five point games and that's what this team plays in its conference so we as YU fans and as newbies to the scene of all this and really anybody didn't know you know how these two teams would fare against each other is like why you so much better than these bad teams that they're going to be as good as the team and much better so they could have blown this team out or maybe this team is just too physical too big too strong too athletic too good and they would blow YU out or it would be a close game right and I honestly didn't know and really nobody knew so there was a lot of variance in the game you know not just variance from game to game where any NBA team could beat another NBA team by 25 points but just 
variance in the talent. Like we just didn't know, and really nobody knew. Even the experts of the experts were saying, ah, it's about like a, a three, uh, you know, a three-point line. YU is favored by three. IWU is favored by three. So we didn't know. It could have been anything. And what happened was we come into the gym. And I was like, I just hope they just don't get kicked in the mouth. Like they're not ready for this. And the whole thing is like a waste. And that's exactly what happened. Right. So now getting to the specific game that we just watched, like, you know, why comes in, you know, and I, beforehand I was like matching up all the players and their sizes and their skills and their stats and everything like that. And it seemed pretty fair. And I understand as I talked about the schedule differences, but it seemed like they're relatively close in size and they're relatively close in like, you know, a star big man and a star guard and a point guard that could hit the open three. And it seemed like it was a good matchup. And again, everybody agreed with this, including experts who know much more than me. But what happened was it's just a different level. They just got kicked in the mouth and this team, like they won the tip, and they like hit a three on the first possession. And then like why you like, then they like started pressuring why you, which they're not used to. And they don't have like the ball handlers to necessarily be comfortable in that. And they couldn't get into their offensive sets. And to get a little specific, now you were mentioning Lifer before. So what Lifer does now is basically, basically their offense is Lifer comes in the high post. Think of like Jokic, right? They throw it to him. Yeah, but there's the a whole- difference between 14 feet away from the basket and 20 feet away from the basket. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So that's usually number he gets, one. Yeah. Right. So he gets 14 feet away from the basket basket they throw it down to him he basically doesn't even look to score he looks around and he is really a brilliant passer he's about six five six six he's a big man he averages like as you guys talked about he 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 used to average like 18 points 12 rebounds and seven assists now he averages like 10 points 12 rebounds and seven assists. so he just kind of doesn't score anymore a lot of that has to do with the system they run and that's this so they give him the ball he, I, I used to say he used to be Jokic. Now he's offensively Draymond Green, right? So, so they're always running the offense. They're theoretically running the offense through the high post through him, but he just used to score. Now he doesn't. But the point is, and as you just alluded to, this team didn't even let him catch the ball inside the three-point line. So that was taken out of the mix. And what he usually does, he catches it there. The defense collapse, and he spots the open three-point shooter or the backdoor cutter. And why you basically shoot 65% as a team from the field, just based on backdoor cut layups uh and wide open threes and they have great shooters all around the court and that's what makes them so dominant against these teams they're playing against why they win by 30 normally this team just complete obviously they did their scouting they put pressure on the ball they pushed him out they didn't let him catch it there they had to go to other options their superstar ryan terrell was being guarded by the guy who everybody in the know says is literally the best wing defender in the country on this level and absolutely prove that yeah, it was I mean, you, you you talk a little bit. I mean, talk about this guy's defense. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, he just completely got in Terrell's face and Terrell has clearly never faced anybody like this before. And he just couldn't handle it, honestly. And I don't know if it's because Terrell has been the best guy on every court he's played in in so long that he's just not used to it or whether it's just because he can't overcome a guy like this. So I don't know whether you gave him another shot, whether he would do better or not. But I mean, the guy was extraordinarily strong. I mean, as you put out, his arms were like twice as big and he was extraordinarily quick. And, um, and just knows how to play defense. Like he, like he bodies you, bodies you. And then when you finally say, okay, let me be aggressive with you back and back him down. He he drops and you get a charge call. Yeah, And that that was a flop to be fair, a hundred percent, but like, that's also good defense and a good defense earns that flop. Exactly. Um, That's good defense. That's what guys do. I mean, and then the other depressing thing, you know, uh, Terrell shot eight for 15 in the game and still had 22 points. It did not, it did not seem like that. Right. I, (laughs) I, I would say that if he had shot eight for 30, he would have had a better game than if he had shot eight for 15, because the problem is, like the focus should not be on, on his efficiency or his good field goal percentage. Like they needed him to be more in the first half. He just shied away. Like he was getting shut down so inten- intensely 
that he basically just stopped, you know, coming and demanding the ball. And part of that is coaching for sure. And, you know, we should talk about how the guy defending him said in his postgame interview that they uh, practiced nothing but beating Yeshiva for the last 10 days. They knew Yeshiva's offense inside and out and defense, and it showed. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Terrell got going in. He had a couple of spurts in the second half. And, and, but then even like uh, in the last 10 minutes of the game, and it was over, of course, although, you know, why he was trying to close the score a little bit, they, um, they had other guys covering him and he, he didn't, he wasn't really aggressive enough at that point. And again, it's a combination of coaching, a combination of just punched in the mouth, as you said. Um, and at, at the, at the risk of sounding too much like Bill Simmons, but we were definitely doing this. I mean, like, it's so easy to read the body language and the facial expressions of these kids. Like yeah. it was so obvious. And I've watched every game. they've played And it's this so season. much more impactful at a lower level than it is at a yes. higher level. Yes. Right. So like, right. So when you get and to in the person, NBA you level, pick it up so much more than on TV. Yes. And again, this is literally what Simmons says. I mean, people make fun of him. I don't though, because I believe in this stuff like But crazy. I also think at the NBA level, it's different because I mean, yes, there are guys who are affected like that at the NBA level, but those guys are almost like by definition, not stars because you shouldn't be. And by the way, Carl Anthony Towns is an example of that, unfortunately. Well, so right. So Carl Anthony, not to get too off the beaten path here, but Carl Anthony Towns is a superstar talent, but that does affect him. So people say, oh, the, you know, this goes to the whole clutch argument in sports and people make this fat. Well, this no, the clutch is a completely different thing. It's a little being, different. Than having emotional it's, maturity. It's a, li- it's a little right. It's a little different, but it's the idea of taking emotion and personality out of performance. And people would say, and yeah, I but think clutch was, doesn't I, decide whether you hit a three or miss a three. Not on a one-to-one individual basis, but it can mess. But here's the point that I'm trying to make: emotions of human beings affect the way they play no matter what level they're on sure so in other words people say oh but to get to this level talking about let's say an nba player a major league baseball player uh let's say someone says aaron judge is in clutch let's just say that so say oh to get to the level that aaron judge is at he has to be clutch because look at all the levels he's well that's true he's great but that doesn't mean at the peak level he doesn't he can't like shrivel up i'm not saying he does but in theory so i'm not so now there's arguments of if this could be measured and how do you measure it in small samples i understand all that kind of stuff but there's no doubt that no matter who you are whether it's me and you playing amateur pickup ball i don't know how we got into a whole debate about momentum here this is kind of ridiculous like every time why you had a run and then the other team would stop it what happened i thought why you had momentum like we're not debating momentum we're talking about a different thing which is momentum can then result in you not trying as hard or or yes that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not okay. saying some godly effect of momentum. But I'm talking I'm about saying... the shooting. The shooting in this game, one team, was, I mean, in the first half, they shot, they hit six, they hit two thirds of their threes. And this is not a good shooting team. I think they shoot 33% of their threes regularly. In the right. second half, they shot one for nine. Well, that's a big right. reason why YU outscored them by uh, six in the second half. It's not right. that YU play better. It's that they shot one for nine and threes instead of eight for 12. Right. And, so, as you recall, I said in the first half, I said, this shooting will not continue. And YU, in theory, might get hot because they're actually a much better shooting team, again, yeah. by the numbers. Not but they the built team. a big enough cushion that it didn't matter. But it's no, but, but what, what concerned me was the clear difference in intensity and physicality of the two teams. It was like watching a JV team play a varsity team, if not a bigger disparity. And yeah, so we were talking about. Well, I agree so, with you about that. But I also think, again, like YU missed so many open layups and YU missed. Now- a lot of yeah. open threes. Now, part of it also, to be frank, like in the last uh, in in the last half, in like the last ten minutes of the game, they intentionally slowed it down offensively, and so they take thirty seconds off the clock, and then maybe they'd shoot not the highest percentage shot. And you're talking, about, fans, the other team. You're talking yeah, about the other team, yeah. And right. YU's fans would be applauding so excitedly about the defensive stop, and I'm like, well, this is this is like burning clock in football. This is almost a strategy. You're up by twenty with eight, six minutes to go. 
just take 30 seconds off the clock. It doesn't matter if you score or not. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, the fact that why you outscored them by seven in the second half does not mean why you outplayed them in the second half. And obviously everybody knows if a team is up by 20 and this team still was playing intense, but if a team is up by their starters until the very end. Right. Well, I don't even mean that. I mean, just like yeah. there's a let, you know, listen, we all watch basketball, like teams go up by 20, the other team closes it to eight, then the team makes two big shots and they put the game on ice. Right. So that happens all yeah. the time. It's or conversely, the team guards come back. And then either way, retroactively, we make up stories about uh, momentum or not momentum. So yeah, that, that's forget it. Of... Forget the moment. I didn't yeah, want to get into a whole argument. On forget about <laughs> that. I was just saying, let's go back to how that topic came up. Because right? this is very important. So the yeah. question, and you asked a very good question. If Terrell, the, the star for why you and the person who even the IWU fans say is by far the best player in all division three. That means including all the guys he just lost to. If he had a few more shots at this guy, Lambesis, the guy who was guarding him, would it be different? It's a very good question because what I think happened is where I was getting into with the body language and reading his facial expressions. He's, he's not a cocky kid at all. Terrell. He's like a very, you know, respectable respect, you know, respect, What's the word I'm looking for? Like he's he a nice, plays he's, a, he's a nice kid. Yeah. He's a nice kid and he doesn't like it. You he know, doesn't he's have not, the Kobe MJKG, you know, no. psychotic. He's not an emotional kind of player normally. He yeah. plays, he scored 51 in a game, but he wasn't making a big deal about it. He scores 40 in a game. He's just making his shots, running back By on way, defense. Other than five. him and Lifer, everybody else on YU's team is pretty emotional. It certainly was. I today. agree. A lot of the guys were. A lot of the guys were. But yeah. yeah, so just so he's not that kind of guy. And usually he plays the game with a smile, not showing guys up. He doesn't not flash. He just he's playing the game. He looks relaxed. He looks calm. He's in his rhythm. I mean, he, he can pull up threes and he hits like reverse yeah, dunks. Was, I, I was so, just gonna yeah. say he hits, he hits pull up threes. He's got like an array of Hakeem Olajuwon post up moves, like no joke. Like he in the fast break, he's throwing down reverse jams with the ball being brought down to his knees and and flushing it in. And he has the whole package and all this kind of stuff. And he hits tough shots it's, it's, it's shots within the flow of the game and everything like that and what happened was in the first time out we saw him walk right in front of us you know 20 feet away and he was like he had a look he was huffing yes. and puffing two minutes into the game. And totally gassed. three minutes into the game and he had a look of bewilderment on his face he's like what the hell is going on like yeah. i've never seen this before yeah. now if he was prepared for that could he be like, you know, he's not a strong kid. He's like, a, he's a skin, he's a skinny guy. He's probably six, six, five and a half, 190 or something like that. That would be my estimate. You know, he's a skinny kid. I think he and weighs, the guy less, than like he weighs less than four. that even. All right. 180, whatever. Yeah. I don't know about that. He's pretty tall, whatever, whatever. He's a skinny kid. Yeah. And, and the guy guarding him wasn't like a beast, but he was like a built tough, strong kid with thicker yeah. legs and thicker arms and everything like that. But is this, the, isn't this on like coaching more than anything else? Because Terrell has played big guys and strong guys before. <laughs> Maybe not strong guys as quick, but. Well, I think this guy was just really, really good. Like he was just a great defensive player. I was saying to the guys around us, like, and and, and you probably as well, like this other kid, the kid who caught him, like, he, I don't, I'm not saying he's the, a division one player. He's probably not, you know, he like, he's not a big score. He happened to like, you know, hit, a, you know, I think he was like five. I think I looked, he was five. Oh, he hit three. everything today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed that way, but yeah, I mean, he's not a great offensive player, but he can make a shot if you leave him open and you can hit a couple step back plays, whatever. He's like a decent offensive player, but this his was the job best game of his career, I would guess, but I don't know anything about his career. So I don't know. I know according not, to Quillman, not offensively, guy, but defensively. Yeah. Well, again, according to Quillman, he said he completely shut down like the other known stars in division three. Mm. And, and, and listen, at the end of the day, Terrell did go eight for 15, Three for six from three and three for three from the line, which is what? Uh, 16, 22, 19, points. 22 points, which for him is a bad game. He averages 30, but an efficient 22 points. And it looked like he was miserable out there. So yeah. it just goes to show how talented he is as well. But the, the guy was just an incredible. Oh, so I was saying, and we don't know this, but like this kid to me, uh, Lambesis for IWU, 
I think he like legitimately would be a good guard defender in Division One. I. I don't know that for sure, but like I just think he's that yeah, talented for, for sure. Now, could, could he play against a top twenty-five team? Maybe not, but I mean, his defense was just unbelievable. Like you saw, there was a car, like you, you couldn't even get a, a, an entry pass into Terrell. He would like jump the lane perfectly. There was yeah. a couple little plays I saw, like where he did backdoor. Terrell did like a backdoor cut, and he covered it. Like all the plays that Wyu does all the time that always work. This guy was on everything, and he was physical, and he was aggressive and quick. Like you said, with good hands, it was crazy. It was really crazy. And like I said, he still Terrell still statistically had a good game. You want Terrell to like? So we were saying like it's, at some point, is Terrell is the um. Is the what's it called? Is the is the like desire to like be be a star and like the comp the competitiveness is at some point is it going to kick in and he's just going to be like f this I'm going at this guy and I'm and then I said to you like we've played like if somebody's just much better than you and stronger than you like you just kind of give up like what are you going to do you know what I mean so like you you're talking about you and me the whole point is we're not elite athletes so right he's right. supposed to behave differently than us but I think it's all relative right so like if if uh, I don't know, let me give an example if um. Amon Shumpert is being guarded by prime, you know, LeBron James on defense. He, uh, Amon Shumpert is an elite athlete, right? But what is he going to do, right? Is he just going to take terrible shots every time against LeBron James? Or but is he going to like... It's very different, though, because of the expectations on Amon Shumpert within the team and within right, the league, right? right? right like Amon right. Shumpert knows his role is not to be like the driver of the offense. Right. That's a good point. So if, you're, if your responsibility is to score 30 a night, then... And, and the guy is completely shutting you down. You have to find a way to force it anyways. Again, I would have rather seen him shoot eight for 30 tonight than eight for 15. You would have rather seen it, but you admit it wouldn't have been better. It wouldn't have helped them win. Well, because, well, assuming he's going to miss all 15 of those shots, I think he would have made some of those shots. He would right, not have made, right. he would, his shooting percentage would have gone down, but it's not like anyone else's offense was better. Like the, their other offensive options were terrible. Right. And to be clear, I don't think either of us are saying that he was like shying away from shooting because he was trying to keep his efficiency high. Right. We're oh, no, not, not saying at all. That. No, no. I, I, I don't think he was thinking of that at all. No, for sure not. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's funny. Actually, after some t- at some point, there was a timeout called. And as he was walking to back to the bench, they announced like, oh, Ryan Terrell has yeah. now become the third all time leading scorer. And he literally just like shrugged his hand aside like oh why are you bringing it up now like that's embarrassing yeah, i'm being blown out and i can't move you know what i mean so yeah. it shows he's not that kind of kid so that yeah so, so what yeah, was he, the third highest score in division three history that's no in yu in yu history he's only third how is he not first already because he's only played two and a half years oh because he's had so many games canceled because of COVID. i guess yeah right he had he had right exactly so how many more points does he need to get it i'm not sure off the top of my head but he'll he'll get it by the end of this year yeah okay um, I'm just really disappointed that the Williams game is canceled because you, I really wanted to see how is this team going to respond to this. Okay, right. So to that, so that was the topic you brought. So that's an interesting thing. So to me, I'm not interested because I care where YU is ranked. I now know. So YU is ranked number one going into this game, which is fair because they won 50 in a row, and there's no reason to 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 assume that they weren't up to the level of these other teams. Now we know they're not. Now anyone who watched this game is blatantly obvious that they're not on that level. So to me, does it matter if they're ranked 15th or 18th or 6th or 5th? I just know they're not up to snuff. I was I wanted them to keep to keep oh, the no, winning. No, I, I'm not ball. saying I care about the rating. What I'm saying is I want to know whether they have a chance against a team like this when they meet them in the tournament. Like, you Michael know, Williams. Before this game, the expectation was that this team is going to win the national championship. Right or they now, had a chip. I want to know, is that even possible? And if they played a ranked team in three days and beat them, I'd say, yes, it is possible. Right I now, would say I don't ba- know the answer. I would say based on what we saw tonight, anything is possible, but it's basically not possible. Because unless this team is the best team by a mile, and they're not. So the thing with this team is, I mean, I don't think they are. Because the thing with, again, this team, Illinois Wesleyan, is that 
as I said, I don't know, I don't have their thing in front of me. I could pull it up, but like in the, uh, let me do that because that's interesting. Because like in their they're nine and two, they've lost two games. No, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm saying they haven't like, what blown the teams score, out. Yeah. I want right. So I want to see what the scores are of their games. Do you have that in front of you or no? No. Okay. So let me let's pull that up because that's interesting. Because what I was gonna say is they're playing. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, you talk for a second while. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, there is a Division Three self-proclaimed expert on Twitter. I don't know. I, I, this is not a guy I ever heard of before two weeks ago. So I don't know how to uh, but But he actually said before the game, he said, you know, if both teams play their best game, YU is going to win. And he said after this game that he stands by this. And again, he's not a really? Yeah. Chris, I think that's um, I think that's, yeah, we were, I think that's. Yeah, we were discussing this in the, in the equipment chat. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think that YU, if they played again, I think YU would win 30% of the games. I don't think they would win 0% or 10% or 20%. I think they'd win a third of the time. You know, again, like one of the teams shot 67% from threes in the first half and the other team shot uh, 0 for 7, 0 for like why you did not make a three in the first half or something. So like when that happens, you're not going to win against anybody, period, at any level. Yeah, I I see it. The 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 98 bull, the 97 bulls are going to lose to, you know, the, 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 the current version of like the Houston Rockets if each team is shooting like that from three. So, so what happened in this game was like to, to your point. So it happened. It was a combination of factors, I think, that caused what happened. Number one, as we talked about, like the intensity and strength and skill level of IWU that YU was not ready for and not prepared for. That combined with the fact that they ju- that IW just happened to get out hot, right? So as you said, they're yeah. not a good shooting team. And you could say because YU's defense is not as good as the teams are used to. In theory, that might be true. But the bottom line is they didn't have to knock down eight of their first 12 threes, even yeah. if they're open. Threes, and the, the right? difference, we, we, we saw both teams shoot an equal number, I would say, of open jumpers. And maybe they had a few more. No, I don't know. I no, I don't agree well, with. Why that. you no. missed several open jumpers? Why you also forced a couple? Jumpers? A couple. No, I don't agree with well, that. Actually, they were they were not letting why you. Yeah, I think actually that's more in the second half than the first half. In the second yeah, half, yeah, in the second half, half things loosened up, and in the first half, why you got two good looks? That's what they got. Two good looks from three, and. They missed both, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, so you hit they one. They also you miss- missed a couple fast breaks. They did not have any fast break points at all compared to what they normally right. do. And they usually have a lot. Yeah, this is a different team. It was a whole yeah. different kind of team. I don't agree with you. They beat this team three out of 10. I don't agree with that. I think one and a half out of 10 or something. Oh, wow. this team is just, yeah, this team is much more physically die. They did not, as, listen, as someone who's watched every game, YU plays this very specific kind of offense, right? So YU has a very good player on their team, Ofek Reef, right? He's yeah. averaging about 18 points a game. He's a, he's a small, he's a guard. He's about six foot six, one, very what athletic. What did he score today? Five? I'm not sure. He didn't even but, play 18 minutes. Right. Well, they, they benched him. And, and, they, and what happened was, and the reason is what, so people behind me were saying, where's Ofek Reef? Why isn't he doing anything? The reason is he gets 90% of his points or whatever, I don't know exactly, but he gets most of his points on backdoor cuts. Like I said, they give it to Lifer in the high post. He either kicks it out the guys from three or he hits Reef or other guys on a backdoor cut. This team was not allowing backdoor cuts. Well, we got to acknowledge Layritz, they might have the best center in the country, had 25 rebounds, breaking Jack Sigma's uh, school record of 24. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. But yeah, so they weren't allowing this guy Reef to do what he normally does. That, and he goes out on the fast break and yams it. He wasn't able to do those two things, so he became an irrelevant player. You know, so it's like, you know, uh, what do they say? Uh, horse uh, courses make what, what is that phrase? You know, uh, I don't know what your phrase is, but I think you have to give. <laughs> You have to lose. It's, it's almost like fantasy football. horses for courses, horses for okay. courses. So like, in other words, like, he, so it's not like, oh, reef usually averages 18 a game, but since his team is good, he's going to average 16 a game. No, it's reef usually averages 18 a game, but since his team is so good specifically in a way that shuts him down, he's going to get two points in this game and be benched for the second half. 
You know what I mean? That's the difference because it's not life or you, it's not, um, Terrell usually gets 30 points, but because his team is so good, he's going to get 22 points. It's Terrell usually gets 30 points. And because the team is so good, he's going to get 22, but he's going to be out of it mentally. He's not going to play the same defense. He's going to be sulking. He's not going to, you know, like everything has, has a, has an effect, like a down ballot effect and everything else. And that's what we saw in this game. And but by I think the time you have they, to give him a chance to play through that. And I don't know if they really do did. What do you mean? Give who a chance? Reef. Yeah, I think he was getting. Now, so here's the, I think here's he was the getting emotional. A couple of the guys were getting. A couple of guys were getting very emotional. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like why you? They won 15 in a row. They're not used to like getting their asses handed to them like this. And I honestly, I felt bad for them. And like, cause you saw like the looks on their face, like what the hell is going on? We're not used to this. You know, like wh- when is the 17 0 run? We always go on when we just blow the team away and it was just never going to come. It was just never going to come. Do you, so, know, do you know what the rebounding differential was in, in this game? I didn't check anything. I just drove home and went on with you. 42 so to 21. Yeah. And we saw it in the game. Again, That's what I'm saying. Yashiva it was a physicality. Yeshiva had 21 rebounds. One player on Wesleyan had 25. Did that seem like he had 25 rebounds to you? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's the difference. Uh, you know, why you never had a second chance ever, ever. Yeah. How many offensive yeah. rebounds did they have in this game? They had five, it says. And even that shocks me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, but you don't agree with me. I, I think we're a little bit different on how much of a physicality mismatch this was. Oh, no, I think it was massive. But, I, but the question is, is why are you able to learn from that and react to that or not? I don't think they have the physical affairs. ability to do it. That, I, I, I don't think, I, I guess that's an, un, I, I guess you're right. That's, look, that's here, here, okay. Just well, okay. So let, let's, let's, let's start at the top with Terrell. If Terrell is obviously not an NBA caliber player, that's absurd. Yes. But even to the, I mean, to the, I mean, there was a couple of NBA um, scouts at this game to the extent that they even in a million years would want to consider that. Like, again, he has to play through. He cannot attempt 15 shots in this game. His usage yeah. rate has to be way higher. Yeah. 15 just, shots, you know, two assists, just, by the way, three turnovers. He's got to have 10 turnovers. I'm sorry. He's got to be trying. Like he's, that's, that's on the coaching, but that's also on if he is truly that elite of an athlete, we have to see that. And we didn't right. see so that. The, so the way YU is played, and again, again, give him, I mean, this is the first time they've been, you know, they've had, they've been, put into a position like this. So usually they just play within the flow. Like I say, they, they have, they, they don't like, he doesn't ISO all day and like shoot a million shots to get his 40 points. He gets 40 super efficient points. Like I said, he shoots over 60% from the field and this is a guard. You know what I mean? It's really crazy. He literally has not had an off shooting night all year. I think he was seven for 17, one game, every other game he shot over 50% of the field and he routinely goes 13 for 18, 14 for 21, nine for nine. He went one game where they blew a team out and they only played the first half. Like, and again, it's not on dunks. It's not like Mitch Robinson going nine for nine or one of these rim runners this is on it's like Duncan Robinson like, going uh, uh, what it's like Duncan Robinson I'm switching Robinson's on you yeah right exactly it, well not it's not even like Duncan Robinson it's Duncan Robinson with a mix of like Akeem Olajuwon with a mix of like Scottie Pippen on the break like he really does it all in these games and he's and I was I even pointed out to you like he finally got it going a little bit in the second half and he just was sort of doing what you were saying he was like forcing these like off balance threes and contested twos and he made a couple in a row because he's that talented but he's not strong enough he's not strong enough physically to get to another level that he needed to get to right at some point if a guy is just much stronger than you and he's like pushing you out and you can't get to your spots what are you going to do you want him to just like take a fadeaway 25 footer and you're going to be happy like you want him to take a lot of shots but they have to be decent shots he can't just fire it up from half court to say you know like so that's the issue where, where like 
what do you want him to do? Like, just he would, if he started doing that and started like looking foolish and bricking, throwing, throwing the ball off the top of the backboard, you would say, this is a disaster. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I just, so the question is the next time around, would he be like, okay, I'm prepared for this. I got to just be a beast and I'm going to go beast mode as much as I can. But that's not how they play. They don't win like that. They win by everybody chipping in. And if guys are off, he takes over the game. You know what I mean? Well, so guys he were off and he didn't take over. Because, well, they, were, they weren't off. They just weren't able to shoot. Yeah. This is a team that shoots like... I mean, Jordan Armstrong, their biggest player, their center. Um, again, I mentioned that the center on the other team had 25 rebounds. Jordan Armstrong only played nine minutes. The only stat he registered was one foul. So they right. saw yeah. that he was incapable and pulled them out is one way to put it. Or another way to put it is, you know what? We got to try something. This guy has 25 freaking rebounds and our entire team has less than that. Like we, we, we have to try something here. Like throw Armstrong out there again, just as a body, see if he can do anything. Yeah. And, and, and so I usually don't like Jordan Armstrong is the biggest player on YU. He's six, eight, he's pretty strong and he's very athletic, but he's, you know, for lack of a better word, he's a stiff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, I, he could dunk, he could grab a rebound. When the other guy has 25, but no, I'm not, I'm not, disagree- right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just giving a little background. So yeah. usually I don't like him playing because he's kind of, they don't need that you against these other teams. And I like another guy with sort of a back of big who's shorter and thick as like a, as like a Mack truck, whose name is Zucker. Yeah. Zucker and, got four well, rebounds. So what happened was they playing Zucker, and I, as as you probably recall, I was complaining about constantly during the game. They were keeping him like outside of the three point line. So the, at, at that point, don't use either of them. In other words, like try to beat this team. Either try to go small and try to just beat them by shooting threes. But the team was just better. They were prepared for them. They didn't let, allow them to shoot threes. Finally, in the second half, they got a few open threes, but they were exhausted. You know what I mean? And they were spent physically and mentally. And you could say it was an off shooting night, but to me, it's, it's circumstances sometimes dictate an off shooting night, you know, it's like confidence and, and being tired and using your forearms to set harder screens than you're used to setting and getting bashed on screens. And like I said, they couldn't, IWU was setting up their offense inside the three point arc while you were setting up their offense just inside the half court line. And by the time they got, you know, there were possessions where they never got even a good look in 25 seconds. So you're right. There's a bunch of things they could have tried, and I'm sure they would try different things on different games, obviously. I mean, but to, to their credit, by the way, they battled back in the second half. The second half was a pretty even half, relatively speaking. As I said, the team was up 20, so they're not going to give their full, full, full intensity. But they were playing hard, and they were keeping all their starters in, and they were still, you know, still a good matchup. And why you did, so I guess to that, I guess that argues in your favor that sort of maybe if they had it again, but they were prepared for them, and the other team didn't start out on fire – why you could hang with them a little bit, even if they're even if they're not as physically gifted as they are, because why is very talented. Okay, they're great shooters, they're great passers, they're good cutters, they're smart players, and you know it's kind of like when like the, you know like when a mid major upsets like a you know a big school in like the in you know in the NCAA tournament. How does it happen? Not by like manhandling them down low by hitting a, lo- a lot of deep threes. You know, Vermont burying these you know twenty five footers. Why is not supposed to be that lower seeded team? But they are. But they are. That's the, that's the point. They are. In, they weren't because they didn't play. But this isn't the NBA where you know how the, everybody is a pro player. This is two different, you know, um, two different areas of the country where Division Three means two very different things. And what we learned, we didn't know it before the game, but we know now, or I do, YU is that mid-major team compared to this team. So could they upset them on a hot shooting night? Or well, if when that's the, other- the case, then they shouldn't be ranked in the top 25 at all. So you can make that argument. Uh, That's why I said I'm not here to make judgments on the rankings. I don't care. I'm disappointed because now I know why you, a team that won 50 games in a row, cannot win the championship. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's likely, but, you know, 
Again, know, interesting. Other than other than it, saying literally anything is possible, yeah. you know they they have this they have this guy Lasco who's a walk on who basically looks like you or me. I mean, maybe you or me twenty years ago, right. uh, and uh, he's he's listed at six two. I doubt that's the case, uh, but but he was a walk on at Indiana, like a school in the Big Ten. Not that he played, but you know, but um, he was right. He never played, but some. Yeah, but was, some I think I think there may have been money involved. I've heard that, but because oh, he really? does not deserve. I mean, Indiana, everybody knows, is like a premier yeah, program. Yeah. Well, so, well, obviously, there's no he, Why? Well, yeah. is, is his dad like Elon Musk? Like, I, don't know. I don't know, but I've heard that. I don't know the details, but I've heard nah, But maybe yeah. not. Maybe it's not true. I don't yeah. know. Fine, Anyways, but then he transferred to Manhattan, which is a Division One school. Right. And exactly. he played there for three years. Right. And he was and, a he was like a guy that came in in garbage time, but he was a good shooter and he hit some like threes. And I think he shot like 40 percent in his career in Division one. And I yeah. think the point. Getting he, but, to so, but here, yeah, he but here he far, comes off right? the bench. He's not a key player. He scores seven points a game, but he was their best player tonight. I, I don't know. If it's because... best, he wasn't their best player, but he was their player that it seemed was least was most prepared for this kind of intensity. That's what yeah. I would say. I mean, he was trying, you know, and I, I don't, I wonder, is that just because he's played division one? So he's used to this level of athlete. More. I think so. I think so. Right. That makes a lot of sense. You know, he's yeah. playing the Hostras of the world and the other, like, you know, mid, you know, so yeah, it's a big difference. I think, again, I don't know, but I think he doesn't look it. He does. He's not big. He's not strong. He, he looks like a baby, but as you said, he looks like us 20 years ago, but um, he's, he's been on the court with big, strong guys like this. And the other guys, I guess, haven't. I guess they haven't. Or maybe they have. I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to speak out of school. But, you know, like, so it was very interesting to see that, as you said, him is a guy who comes off the bench and he's a good shooter and he's like a solid player and he's like a good, like, let's say, six man for them normally. But he looked most comfortable. He was like diving on the floor and he was like not being intimidated and he was like keeping his intensity level up while the other guys, some of them, just looked shell-shocked. They look shell shocked. Like, what is going on? Why are these guys so much stronger than me? What's going on? Usually, I'm stronger than the other guy. Usually, I'm taller than the other guy. Usually, I score when I want to score. And now, like, I'm going on a fast break. Left. It was the kind of thing. Like, this is a team that's like so efficient and everything like that. And we saw it. There was like five, six, seven, eight times where they had a fast break layup where they were basically looking behind them waiting for the guy to like block the shot and they ended up like missing the layup it was like that level it was like a bunch of old men it was like me now playing that's what it was like yeah like, like so like it was yeah it was really eye-opening it was very eye-opening and like All i said right. i it took it took five minutes for me to say like not they can't win but like wow okay that answered a lot of the questions we've been asking each other for the last month as we awaited this game and yet yeah, to your point about the williams game williams is like the 17th ranked so people were telling me today that like there's again so you have to understand we're both newbies to division three like it's very different it's not like division one where like there's like about an even difference between like the top five teams and the next five teams and next five teams apparently there's like whatever it is four teams five teams eight teams that are like elite teams and then the rest of the top 25 is much worse on any given year you know what i mean so it could very well be that yu is still the best of the best out of all those other secondary teams you know what i mean because nobody shoots it like yu and they do a lot of things that you just you know you see it on the court they're playing against other college players like they're really good things and it could be that and in fact the guy natan cone is his name who does a podcast for you i think the one you were talking about that you were listening to in the beginning of of this conversation he told me like the way that williams plays that's the team that why was supposed to play sunday and apparently the game was canceled 
and it's a 17th ranked team. Apparently, they play like YU. So they're a little softer. They shoot a lot of threes. They're kind of like YU light, right? So now they're going to be better than the teams YU beats by 30. But in theory, YU might beat them like 96 to 88 or something because they're both going to score a lot. But YU will be able to run their offense and YU will be able to play the way YU knows how to play. And therefore, they'll still look good and they can still win the game. This team, IWU, did not let YU play their kind of game and it just took them totally out of it as I said so that's the difference they just right away it's like oh whoops this is what we do we can't do this what do we do now and what the only thing to do when they were playing this extremely aggressive pressure defense is to just attack the man to man you know because you just have to get an inch on your defender and drive to the rim and when they did that they scored but these guys aren't used to doing that you know what I mean they're not going to out, they're not going to outscore a really good team like that, just totally switching their complete style of play on the fly. And to, to like Halpert's credit, Halpert is a guy who's like shoots 53% from three on like five attempts a game. This game, I think, I don't know, maybe it was one for two. five. One, okay, one for five. Yeah, so, right, he hit one at the end, right, right. So, like, and they were harried, rushed shots anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, he's usually like, he's a, a short A couple guy. of them were open that he missed. A couple at the end. Yeah, yeah. But usually, Lifer gets- missed a couple of wide open threes. Reef missed an open three. Last yeah, but those aren't th- those aren't their main shooters. That's what I'm saying. The main yeah. shooters are Terrell. Terrell get hit a three of any sort, a wide open one or a, or a pull up with a guy in his face. And then you have Halpert, who's like a a dead eye shooter, but he's like a stocky five ten, and he needs like a second to, of space. And these guys weren't giving space, so he'd get it, he'd pump fake, and he would drive and kick it out and start again. Same with Lasco, the guy we talked about, who was the Division One player from Indiana, the Manhattan. He can shoot very well, but he needs to be able to set his feet and get it. You know that kind of thing. And this team does not let you do that. So, so, but I was going to say to Halpert's credit, he was then attacking the rim. He actually had some nice finishes, you know, at the basket and it's not his game. He's short, you know, he's not super athletic or anything like that, but he was playing hard and he did that a few times, but to ask him to score 20 points doing something that he doesn't usually do is very difficult. And that's what happened. So, yeah, but it was very fun. It was a lot of fun. The game, the crowd was bonkers. It was like a thousand people packed into this little gym. And yeah, uh, well, I, I will say this. Um, I think the reason Williams canceled the game is because why you claim they were going to limit the <laughs> attendance, um, you know, because of COVID and officially on the box score, it says the attendance was 650. There's no way that was possible. So yeah, I don't think, I don't think there was an empty seat and apparently yeah. it, it holds a yeah. thousand people. So, yeah, so I don't it, know if that's why Williams canceled per se, but yeah, I mean, well, you know, but, but, but I mean, they are very COVID conscious and yeah. And, and just going, you know, going forward as we follow, I mean, most people probably listen to this never will, but you know, as uh, for you and me and, and Akiva and whatever, following the team over the rest of the season, um, I think a concern is that there were only five players on this roster who attempted uh, um, Zucker uh, sh- attempted one shot. Other than that, only five guys on the team attempted a shot all night. And so uh, when they don't have all five of those guys playing at the same time, and, and they can't always. That means that there's always one or two players on uh, playing who have absolutely zero threat whatsoever. Uh, Markovich, number 32, and Zucker, number 22, right. and right. Armstrong. Like These guys are complete, absolute no threats offensively. And so when you're playing an elite team, you know they can sag off those guys, and, 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 and which means that everybody else, the, the, the defensive pressure against them was just extreme. So anyways, this turned out to be a little bit longer than we were expecting. But, um, you know, thanks for coming on with me. Once I start yapping, I think it's predictable. Well, good to see you. And uh, hopefully, you know, I'm not sure if we'll we'll catch up to another one of these games this year, but you know, you never know. Yeah. So it's disheartening. I wanted the streak to continue. And again, I don't claim to be this long-term fan of this, you know, not real team, (laughs) but, but, um, all my teams suck and this team was winning. So I kind of glommed on. And when I glom on, I go all in. I'm no fraud. When I glom, I glom. 
<laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's upsetting. But, uh, yeah, so now they'll continue the season against the Skyline Conference teams, and they'll keep blowing them all out by 30, and they'll go 28-1 or whatever it is, and they'll win their conference tournament, and they'll make the tournament, and we'll see what happens. You know, maybe they'll see them beat a couple of, like, let's say – you know, 30th ranked teams or 23rd ranked teams or 15th ranked teams in the tournament. But what I know, what I'm confident in saying is if they get to, so I guess the goal is now to get to the final four. To me, that's the goal. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like where, where you don't have to face like an elite elite team in theory until then. But, and listen, then maybe you pull an upset. I mean, it's anything is possible. You know, like we said, maybe, you know, you learn what happened and you adjust and whatever. And, Anything is possible, but it's disheartening because, like, we didn't know. Like, for all we knew, why you was going to win this game by thirty? Like, we we just didn't know. You know what I mean? And now we know. So it's you know. It is yeah, and brother, I don't know if you're reading equipment, but like all of like the national division three, you know, like the voters, for example, in the polls, for whatever it's worth, all of them are saying the same thing, which is that um, if these teams played again, it would be very close. So. I don't know. You know, you and I don't have that conclusion, and but these people have seen both these teams play a lot more. And the conclusion these people are all saying is that that uh, Willie uh, Wesleyan had played a lot of games like this in the past, and they had experience, and why he just did it. So may, hopefully they're right, and may, I don't know. We'll see what yeah, happens. That's in, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. I'm they're being more generous than I am, but yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. All, all right, right, Jared. Well, I, well, I want to apologize to everybody for that if you sat through that, but um, <laughs> whatever. Maybe it's enjoyable. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Thanks for joining us, Jared. No Bye. problem. Have a good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.